Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 71 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're going to share some of our stories from our travels when life had other plans than what we were intending. Let's not kid ourselves. Travel mishaps happen all the time, and they're an unfortunate reality of traveling. They can potentially ruin a trip, but you can't let that happen. And you sure as hell know the squad never lets that happen. Mm -hmm. And a strong mindset and having the end in mind is the best way to get through these mishaps, not if, but when they happen. From rescheduling travel plans to freakouts, we are sharing our top travel mishaps. So hopefully you guys can learn from our mistakes. Maybe we should have called this episode travel freakouts instead of travel mishaps. Freakouts, mishaps, you know, I feel like if you called it freakouts, it would be really catered towards me, but this has <laughs> happened to everybody. So, so well, and Dana too. I you agree. have freakouts. <laughs> no, no. And I said this on a previous episode. I'm going to say it again. You know, I just allow myself to be the butt of the joke. I'm agreeing with you guys now when you say that I have freakouts. I don't really, I think you guys are over-exaggerating the fact, but you know, I'm just keeping with the banter and keeping the squad cool. So with that said, let's get right into it with the first one. Why don't you tell us about it, Brittany? Because this was a trip that you had planned and then mishaps happened and we weren't able to take it, but we improvised and persevered. Yeah. So the squad was supposed to take a Highway 1 adventure. We were heading to Big Sur. We were super excited about it. And then we planned it in February and we were going to go during the biggest storm of the year. We had it planned for a couple of months before February. We did. And we had everything kind of planned out to be able to hit Big Sur. And then I think about two days before our trip, there was that huge storm and there was a landslide that took out the highway and we couldn't even drive up Highway 1 to get to Big Sur. So when you say Highway 1, let's just put it into perspective for some of our listeners who don't know what California Highway 1 is. It's the iconic California Coast Highway, runs north to south along the Pacific Coast. It's so, so iconic. Beautiful seaside views, mountains, the whole works. And we were going to go to Big Sur, which is an area along the coast in Central California that's very famous for those things that I just mentioned earlier. So... We were going to go, and then, like you said, I think we had an El Nino that year. That was the year that pretty much got California out of the drought, and we were in so much of a drought, so much rain, that a mudslide literally came and wiped out the road, and Highway 1 in certain sections was closed. Yeah, I actually got released from work early that day because the power was in and out, and they were like, oh, just go home, be safe, and I'm like, all right, guys, let's pack up the car and let's go, and so we all met up. We hydroplaned several times while we were driving There's up like there. branches flying everywhere. And <laughs> we arrived to the hotel so late that it was closed and they had to leave the key under the doormat for us. And I had to call beforehand to let them know we were going to be late. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We didn't even tell anybody what we did in lieu of the Big Sur road trip because we titled and dubbed this the Big Sur, not Big Sur. So you're talking about we did leave. Yes, because we persevered and went on. But what did we alter our trip? and do. Yeah, we had to reorganize our trip. We instead went to Monterey and then we also were still able to see the Bixby Bridge, which is on Highway 1. And then we did Pinnacles National Park and had all of this not happened, we would have never gone to that national park. It wasn't even in the works. And we went in February when it was rainy. So it was beautiful and green and luscious and we had it all to ourselves. And I've heard of people going in the summer where it's barren and hot and not as pretty. So we got really lucky, actually. Yeah. So we didn't let the fact that our road trip was ruined because of mudslides and no longer even having a highway. So potential danger as we drove up. And most people (laughs) would 
take that as a sign to say, you know what, I'm not going to go on my trip. I'm going to have to cancel it. But we were like, no, like, let's make the best of it. Let's still go up and do something. We can't drive up on the one. Let's do a few things that are east of it. Inland, one being Pinnacles National Park, still get to the coast by going to Bigsby Bridge and Monterey. So we still made it work halfway. It wasn't the full experience that we had hoped, but nonetheless, we have a very memorable trip out of it. So the point of that is weather and unforeseen circumstances can alter a trip, but how you handle it and decide to do afterwards is going to be the deciding factor on is this still a successful trip or just a ruined trip? And I would say our trip was a success. I mean, hydroplaning, we'll take it. Worst rainstorm of the season, we'll take it. Zana almost being attacked by a cougar. That's exactly what I was going to say. There was a time where Zana almost got attacked by a cougar when we were out there, too. We won't take that one, though. (laughs) (laughs) No one wants to be attacked by a cougar. We did a whole episode on this weekend trip that we took. It's episode number 11. If you want to go back way to the beginning and find that one, it's a good one. So a second mishap that happened wasn't even going to be a squad trip. This was a Brittany and Jamal solo trip. Brittany and I were going to be going to Hong Kong. We've said this before in previous episodes. I'm going to say it again. This was specifically to finish off Hong Kong Disneyland, and this would be the last Disney park in the world that Brittany and I needed to go to. And you know what? This was supposed to take place in March of 2020, right at the onset of COVID really spreading across the globe. And I'm sure you can imagine we're not able to go to Hong Kong. So what did we do instead? We rebooked our tickets with our airline. Instead of going to Hong Kong, we went to Hawaii. Now, keep in mind, this is the beginning of March. So before it really, really took off, but at the onset where international travel specifically to Asia was getting canceled. Yeah. So first off, our flight to Hong Kong was canceled. And we're like, oh, man, that really sucks. But also, we don't want COVID. So we were okay with that. But when we did rebook to Hawaii, it was actually a cheaper fare. And we actually got money back on our ticket, which was pretty cool. Mm. The one unfortunate part was we did book our hotel in Hong Kong with Chase Rapid Rewards. And because we didn't purchase the travel insurance on it, we did lose all of our points to this hotel and they wouldn't refund us because apparently it's not covered under epidemics and pandemic circumstances. So that was really unfortunate. So we lost out on our hotel using our Chase points that we used to book. Can't do anything really about that. Nowadays, through Chase, through Expedia, the good news is a lot of them are actually being really lenient with their exchange, refund, cancellation dates, etc. So hopefully you can mitigate that going forward if you have to schedule something and COVID or anything else ruins it. But do keep that in mind. It's always good to purchase trip protection if you can. We used to not do it because I always thought to myself, well, trip protection is just an excuse to back out. And now we've really learned that the world has real circumstances that can prevent you from going these places. I think a lot of people (laughs) can relate to this one, being that over the last year, there have been so many trip cancellations and canceled plans for travel. But... Some good comes out of it, I guess. You guys got some money back, so we did get some money back, and we did learn how to do some last-minute planning, and we had a great time in Big Island, Hawaii. And if you guys want to hear all about it, it's episode forty-five, Big Island, Hawaii, on the Travel Squad podcast. And as much as I'm still disappointed that I have that one lingering park on my to-do list for the Disney bucket list, I am so stoked that we ended up going to Big Island. We did Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. We did a lot of other things on Big Island too, obviously. But if you haven't been there that's such a unique experience and place to see beautiful geological formations i mean you're on a volcano so again still unfortunate but at the same time you know rolling with the punches and still had an amazing experience with our new destination I still remember when we were in the airport in January in London and we were coming back from Lebanon and Dubai. And this is like right when I just discovered that COVID existed. Because Wuhan had closed on our way back from the Mideast and London back to the States. Exactly. And I just found out what COVID was, which is a crazy time to even remember that like at one point I was just finding out what this thing was. <laughs> but anyways, I asked Jamal and Brittany, you guys aren't still going to Hong Kong in March, are you? It just seems so dangerous. And you guys were still considering going to Hong Kong because you were so determined. But of course, this is like before we knew what we knew about COVID. We're true danger ninjas. Seriously, <laughs> seriously. And I remember at Christmas time too, Jamal looking at his tree with all the ornaments and he said, you know, it's missing from this tree, an ornament from Hong Kong Disney. Even though this episode's going to air a little bit later by the time everyone's listening to this, 
we are recording this with our Christmas tree in the back and it is still lacking a Hong Kong Disney ornament. So, you know, <laughs> way to rub salt in the wound on that one, Zaina. Someday. <laughs> Another one of my most famous travel mishaps is on a trip that the squad took to Kings Canyon and Sequoia National Parks. This was a couple of years ago. We went in the spring. It was still snowy out. So there were some roadblocks with snow piles and ice chunks that would prevent us from doing some of the things that we wanted to do. That's the the blessing and the curse of traveling in the shoulder season is less people, less crowds, cheaper, but also some things are sometimes closed due to weather. So on this particular experience, we were there for two days. One of the days we didn't get to do the the major hike that we wanted to because of snow. And I was a little disappointed because we ate an unhealthy breakfast and I didn't get to work it off. So the next day, (laughs) Kim refused to eat a good breakfast. Because we didn't know if we were going to be able to get on the trail or not. I just want to say, Kim is describing herself pre-30. Now that she's past 30, (laughs) I mean, this is not the Kim today. I I, I just have to say. Well, I'm still the same Kim, but Mm, (laughs) so we went out to do this hike and the ranger told us we could do it, but we couldn't park in the parking lot because of snow. So we had to park two miles down the road and walk in. Well, it was one mile down the road. So no, it was two. It was two. I thought it was one mile down to the parking lot and then one mile back. So that made it two. It was two. Ah, so that's right. That's right. Now that you say that. So the hike was supposed to be seven miles. And then we found out we had to hike an additional two miles each way. So Kim was like, well, that's only four miles more. So 11 (laughs) miles, guys. What are you guys doing? We came here for a workout. (laughs) And that's the Kim that I'm talking about. She doesn't do this after 30. She's like, oh, five miles. I can't do this. No, I still can hike with the best of them. So anyway, we did this hike. We went on it. It was really great. We saw lots of beautiful things. We were hiking through the forest. We were having a great old time. But after a certain while, we weren't seeing the sights that we were supposed to on this trail. And we got a little lost. A little lost. (laughs) I think we got a lot lost. Yeah. And it was around mile 11 that we all sat down in defeat thinking that we may not make it out of this trail because we had no idea where the end was. So that was fun. And let's back it up a little bit. Let's back it up. (laughs) At mile seven. (laughs) What did you say, Kim? I said, wow, isn't this a beautiful hike? I'm calling bullshit. (laughs) Calling bullshit. Kim's like, I am so over this hike already. (laughs) Which led Jamal to have a mini freak out himself. I didn't have a freak out. I kept it. Well, maybe I did. You kept it in. I kept it inside. It was internalized. It was internalized. But your freak out was later. But you did tell me after she said that, because her and Brittany were either ahead (laughs) or behind after she said that. You're like, are you fucking kidding me? She's the one that suggested this hike and she's already fucking over it. Well, let's put it this way. At this point, we knew we were lost. We knew like we already hiked more than we knew what the mileage should be. We didn't bring a lot of food with us. So we had not a lot of food, minimal supplies. And I didn't then, eat breakfast and you know how I get when I'm hangry. And then the person who wanted to do the hike the most <laughs> is the one who said she's over it. And I just like literally lost my fucking shit with that one right there. And I internalized it, came out a little bit later where I had a freak out where I threw my walking stick and just beat it on a bush and on a tree because I was so pissed because we had to crawl through like thickets of bush and there was no trail. I'm like, where the fuck are we? But we persevered. And now looking back on it, it's a funny, funny story. We crossed crossed creeks. We got our feet wet. We had to walk over a log over a river because we couldn't walk through the river because it was too deep. Like it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. And when we were at that 11th mile, we laughed because we had no idea where, where we were at. Well, we made it out. It was Easter day. We emerged into the forest and we were resurrected after 14 miles. I love that analogy. (laughs) What's so funny is we did see most of the things that we were supposed to, but just not on the time scale we were supposed to see it on. So instead of seeing it on like mile three, it was like we saw something that we were supposed to see at mile three at mile five. So I don't know what happened to the scale, but it was a little crazy. We never did get to see Fallen Goliath, though. Yeah, Fallen Goliath. And we've referenced this a couple times as an inside joke on previous recordings. It's supposed to be a big fallen tree. It's a marker of the trail at a certain point. It's like, oh, you've come across fallen Goliath. And I can tell you this. Goliath didn't fall. Maybe it did. I don't know where it was because we sure as hell didn't see it. (laughs) 
So, I mean, that's how lost we were, yet somehow we meandered back onto the trail because we found our way back. I think we need a repeat of this trip because we really need to go to see the falls that we were supposed to see the first day in Sequoia, mm-hmm. and then we need to redo this trail and see Fallen Goliath. We need a redemption. Redemption I'm of down. Kings Canyon and Sequoia National I Park. I could use some girth in my life. Who can't? <laughs> <laughs> So even though we didn't have food, we did have two bananas. I had a banana that I split with Kim at mile 11 and Jamal and Brittany had a banana that they split. And also for reference, I brought a bagel that ended up being stale by the end of the trip and banana flavored because it was with that banana that we ate at mile 11 in a bag, but the bagel stayed in the car. And even though I offered everyone my bagel throughout the course of the trip and everyone gave me shit for it, we devoured that bagel in four pieces once we got to the car because after 16 miles, we had a little bit of an appetite. You know, when you lack sustenance, anything tastes good. And that stale banana flavored bagel tasted fantastic. It was five star. There you go. Not only is this five star, it was episode five. So keep those fives in mind. Ooh, look at Ooh. that. And I do have to say that This is my favorite episode, episode five. I think it is one of the funniest ones that we did. So go check it out. Mm -hmm. So number four that we're going to talk about is not one specific incident, but an overall theme, phone mishaps. I've had a lot of them. So have I. (laughs) And I'm sure we've all had them. So again, talked about this many times, but I'm going to go over it again. We were in Mexico City. We made the whole trip a success. We're taking the metro back to the airport. And literally on our last day there, as we're about to get to the airport, I ended up getting my phone pickpocketed from me. And on their subways, man, I'm telling you, you're packed like a sardine. I don't know if a lot of people know this. Mexico City is the second most populous city in the Americas. It's more populated than New York by a substantial millions of people. And so on their subways, especially during rush hour, it is crowded. You're pushing your way through. And in all that hustle and bustle and crowdedness, somebody picked my phone out of my pocket, didn't even realize it. I mean, just to give you a little bit more context, all four of us were standing next to each other, but there's so many people on the platform to even get onto the train that when the door opened, Jamal ended up being pushed and Jamal had to fight to not get onto the train because me, Brittany and Kim were still all the way in the back. And so in those moments where Jamal was being pushed and fighting the crowd because he didn't want to get on without us, that's when the phone was taken from him. Like it's complete pandemonium and chaos. And if you want to hear about that, it's episode one of our podcast. Jamal has also had another unfortunate time with a phone where a rogue wave took Jamal out and ruined his phone. Well, I was going to let Kim go first with her story, but I'm actually glad you brought this one up for us to do next because it perfectly coincides because this literally happened three months after Mexico and I had to buy a new phone and then my new phone gets fucked up. And this was the first time I said to myself, you know what? I'm an idiot for not buying insurance on my phone. So this is actually what inspired that is me a major to buy. Icky. I know, I know. Mm. Wait, well, the, your phone getting stolen in Mexico inspired you to get insurance yeah, was or the, the rogue wave? The phone getting stolen in Mexico inspired me to get insurance. And so I had it after the rogue wave incident, which we'll talk about, but I still had a hefty deductible, but still better than paying <laughs> $800 for a new phone. So a few months after Mexico City and that whole debacle we just talked about, we were in the Philippines. It was me, Brittany, and her family going to the Philippines like every five years, as we often do, so Brittany can go back to the motherland. (laughs) And we were in a very famous touristy spot. We talk all about this in episode 54, specifically Palawan, Philippines, one of their most pristine and beautiful islands. Anyway, I'm getting off of a boat and this isn't like, oh, you know, I'm on a big boat. I'm on like a little small boat, island hopping in a sense, pretty much. I get out, you have to step into water that is shin to knee high. And all of a sudden, I'm the last one to get off the boat. A rogue wave comes in. It's so high and powerful. It's up to my shoulder. It literally washes me ashore as it comes and hits my back and my (laughs) phone ends up getting ruined early on in the trip. So for the remainder of the trip, I had no phone. Even when I got to Wi-Fi, I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? So it happens. I was pissed, had a freak out during that instance. Won't deny it. But again, getting those things stolen from you or ruined, it sucks. 
It's going to happen. I was pissed in the moment, but don't let that anger carry with you for the remainder of the trip to ruin it. You know, what's even salt on the wounds for that is Brittany's mom got you guys phone water protectors or what are those called? It was a water sealed backpack and I wasn't using that. That's what you laugh. Well, what else can I do now? You know, I'm out 250 bucks, which was my deductible, but what else can I do now but laugh? It's a funny story, hence why we're telling it, but a mishap nonetheless. When I um, used to live in Lebanon, I remember one time I was at a bathroom. I I remember it specifically, even the bathroom that it was at on the American University of Beirut campus, and my phone was in my pocket, and I leaned forward to wash my hands, and the sink filled with water because it wasn't draining that well, and my phone fell out of my pocket into the water, so it was completely submerged and of course you know I immediately pull it out but it's not working and I remember being so pissed but I just went home and I put it in a bag of water and the next day it was working so I was so a bag of water just kidding a bag of rice thanks for catching (laughs) that a bag of rice so too bad you didn't have rice with you at that moment I did not I've had so many phones either stolen or damaged or lost or just ruined on trips and festivals and so many different things and Yeah, you can't get mad. I mean, you just have to keep going, especially if your trip has several days left in it. I mean, you just got to do what you got to do. The only thing I've learned from those travel mishaps is to have the cloud backup on your phone. I will pay for it every single month. It's only a few bucks to back up my photos and have everything fall right back onto my phone when I get a new one. That is life-saving. I have lost all my photos from our trip to China because I didn't have the cloud. Well, at least you learn from your mistake, right? I lost all my photos from Mexico City because I didn't have it backed up to the cloud. And so after that incident, that's when I started backing up everything to the cloud. When you're on a trip, you want to save those pictures if something does happen to your phone. Take it from me and Jamal. (laughs) Do you guys remember when um, smartphones didn't even exist yet? We just had what? I don't even know what they were called. Flip phones? Pretty much. The only thing that you could do on your phone was play Snake. and Motorola Razor. Oh, no, you're talking about the uh, Nokias, like old school, old school. You had to push a button like three times for a letter to pop up. Yeah. (laughs) And you used to have to pay for how many text messages you would get per month. 10 cents. That's what I'm talking about those days. So anyways, um, I used to travel during those days. And so most people didn't really take their phones because you didn't even have international plans for cell phones. Like it was such a different And there's no internet. That too, Mm -hmm. that too, right? So why take your phone? But anyways, when I traveled, I did take my phone. And I remember I was in Europe with Nicole. Long story short, we split up for the evening and I got on the bus and Nicole said, oh, it'll be easy. You just get off here. And of course, it wasn't easy for me. And I ended up on the bus for three hours. I even passed an airport. And I was like, what the fuck? We weren't supposed to pass an airport. And it sucked because Nicole didn't have her phone and I couldn't even use my phone. And so I had a phone that was just like completely uh, couldn't do anything. So anyways, long story short, I ended up finding my way home, but it was at a time when phones didn't really play any importance in travel. So you just figure it out and you go with the flow, you ask questions and nice people are going to help you. Hey travelers, let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We now have six different trip itineraries. One week in Kauai, an American Southwest weekender road trip, a week in Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks. A road trip adventure featuring all three of Washington State's national parks. Big Island, Hawaii, and an Arizona road trip that features all three of Arizona's national parks. We are obsessed with these. These itineraries are 20 to 30 pages PDF guides with every detail of the trip laid out. We're talking about where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance fees, where to eat, driving distance between attractions, what things to see and do, the hikes we recommend, the mileage of the hikes, and even the recommended time to a lot for each one, plus so much more. We have story highlights on our Instagram at Travel Squad Podcast where you can see the full guides. We have done all of our research and actually taken these exact trips. And we have taken all of the guesswork out of the planning. So all you have to do is show up and have fun. Purchase your comprehensive Travel Squad Podcast itinerary on our website at TravelSquadPodcast.com. Best of all, they're on sale right now for $25. That's 50% off the regular price. So travel on over now to get yours today. All right, so let's talk about freakouts. Apparently they get mentioned a lot on this podcast, (laughs) usually directed at me. I beg to differ. However, let's talk about them. 
Let's go with Zaina first. Let's talk about your freak out in China when the lights went out. I wouldn't necessarily call that one a freak out. It was a freak out. You were frantically running around the hotel. (laughs) In my robe. So, I mean, I remember this story, but mostly what I remember is Kim and Brittany went down to the spa area in our hotel that we were at in China. And apparently they were taking nudes of each other. I'm just going to throw that out there. I I remember that being the case. I I mean, everything was covered. I remember that being the case. Anyway, all of a sudden, I get numerous missed calls in my hotel room because I'm showering. Yet Zaina's like, oh, what's going on? Like, the lights are out. I don't know what's happening. No, no, no. I know what happened. I know what happened. Okay, so in China, in order to preserve energy, your card that you use to get into the room is also your electricity. So they have slots for you to put your card in in order to give the room electricity so when you take the card out it loses electricity so you lose the lights very standard in foreign countries particularly in asia i've seen that the most exactly and you know it's a smart system in order to preserve the energy rather than leaving the lights on all day so and ac exactly yeah so i was in the shower and i don't know if it was my card or kim's card whatever but anyways kim went with Brittany. of course you know kim and i are each other's plus ones we're sharing a room jamal and Brittany are in their own room so kim and Brittany go downstairs to go to the baths and take whatever pictures and she pulled the card out of the slot which left me alone not intentionally i don't think that kim did that intentionally or did i (laughs) no you wouldn't do that to me um but anyways when she pulled it out it left me in the dark pitch black and so zana calls me frantically going like i'm in the dark in here i have no lights i have nothing i wasn't afraid of the dark to be clear it was more of like a freak out like what the fuck dude And this all happened because Kim and Brittany decided to take nudes of each other in the spa. (laughs) It was a very tall wooden, what was it? Bathtub. Yes. You don't see those every day. So I got in my robe and I went running up and down the halls trying to find Kim so I can get that card back. I think you even went down to the spa and was asking people, obviously in English, like, have you seen two white girls? (laughs) We found you running around in the hallways. That's where me and Brittany found you. Yeah, and no one spoke English, so no one under, obviously, you know, like we're in China, so like I don't speak Chinese, although I wish I could because I do feel like when you're in someone's, Mandarin, I don't, uh, you know, when you're in someone's country, you know, to uh, show them the respect, but I I was in a freak out. I didn't speak a single word. I'm like belligerent in English. Have you seen these two (laughs) girls? And they're not understanding me. And um, I think I eventually found them or Jamal. I don't even remember what happened. And then I was able to resume my shower. But this isn't the only freak out you had in China. You also had another freak out in China when you lost your, you didn't lose, you didn't bring your whisper and everyone kept asking you why you didn't have your whisper. So you before, guys drove so, me to this freak out. Real, She's at her wit's end. It's usually <laughs> when Brittany driving me towards my freak outs that she tells you about. So Zaina, I can sympathize with you on this one because I understand. However, you admit however, you freak outs. Uh, no, I admit that. What Brittany describes as freakouts is what happened to Zayna. Zayna is saying we aggravated her to it. I'm telling you when I have them, if you want to call them that, Brittany aggravates (laughs) me towards them. However, a whisper, when we were on our tour in China, they have little headphones so that our tour guide can speak into them. We could be spread apart. Nobody has to yell. You hear it right in your ear. Zayna forgot hers on the bus when we were at a museum. Well, it's not necessarily... Okay, so that was the day that we flew from Beijing to Xi'an. And I guess we had specific instructions about... Like, you couldn't take... You couldn't put the whisper in your luggage, I think it was. Your checked luggage because we were going to need it. And I think you did. I I mean, I don't even remember what happened, but it's not in... like, Like, I forgot it. It was more of I didn't realize where I was supposed to pack it. And so then we got off the plane. We didn't even go straight to the hotel room. Like, we just... Like, we're hardcore. We went from the airport out in order to preserve time. And so I didn't have my whisper with me. So I didn't say anything. I was 100% fine. I took full self-responsibility. It's my fault, blah, blah, blah. So then we go into this museum. And when we're in the museum, Jamal and Brittany and Kim all look at me and they're like, where's your whisper? And I was like, oh, I don't I don't have it with me. And I was fine about that, right? And they're like, I can't believe you guys, you forgot your whisper. I can't believe you don't have your whisper. And I'm like, it's cool. I'm fine. And then the tour guide looks at me and he's like, oh, 
you don't have your whisper? Here, use my whisper. Because someone else was talking. He wasn't talking. So he was trying to give me his whisper. And I was like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. He's like, no, 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 please take it, take it. And I was like, (laughs) okay, because he was being kind and he was insisting. So I was like, okay. So when I took it, then Jamal looks at me and he scoffs at me. And if you've ever been scoffed at by Jamal... It is an Ooh, experience. Brutal. Yeah, it Apparently is an experience. Apparently infamous. It gives you shame. It gives you... <laughs> when like, I scoff at somebody, it should be shame. It's just like, how could you? Yeah, and it was so painful when he did that. And I was like, I can't believe this motherfucker scoffed at me. So I gave the whisper back to Tom. Tom and then I stormed off because I was like, why is everyone getting on my fucking case about the whisper? Because I didn't even complain about the fact that I didn't have a whisper. And then I got scoffed. Scoffed at by Jamal. Freak out. Sienna's having a freak out right now. Massive freak wow. out. I am it. defending myself as to what drove me to that point. So if you didn't discern anything from the stories and had two major, major freak outs in China. Major, major, major. Uncalled. But you know what? <laughs> Jamal has probably the most freak outs of anyone. Oh, yeah. So Jamal doesn't have room to talk. I just want to say we clarified this earlier. You drive me to them, but... You know, that's neither here nor there. Let's continue on. We'll bypass mine. We can't. Let's just quickly name them. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We've already talked about on our Kauai episode how you had a major freak out on our sunrise hike. You stormed off. We were calling your name. You wouldn't come back. You've literally flipped your no, lid. <laughs> I was ahead of you guys because I was trying to keep pace to make sure we got to the top of the mountain for sunrise, which was the whole goal. And ahead, you disappeared. We were shouting your name. I, and you weren't even. Responding. I was so far ahead. I didn't hear you guys until later. So it wasn't a freak out like I'm. I'm ignoring the bitches in the back. It was like, literally, I couldn't hear you because I was so far ahead. Anyway, they claim this was a whole freak out situation. You know, I'll give it 33%. Maybe it was. Um, but, you know, but you know what? Anyway. What, do you, you are, what about the incident in, Jap- in the Japan episode we okay, talked about with so the Fugu? I'll admit that. But it was <laughs> half freak out, half panic attack. And if wait, anyone wait, 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 is wait. prone to panic attacks sympathize with me on this one this was a legit panic attack that turned into being like a freak out because i thought i was gonna die literally months before we went to japan jamal was like talking a big game about he's finally gonna have fugu i wanted to try fugu it's a delicacy if anyone doesn't know what it is it's blowfish it's highly poisonous and toxic if prepared in the wrong way by the sushi chef or the chef that is cutting up and dicing the fish because if you get to their internal organs and it spills out into the flesh they have a neurotoxin that will paralyze you kill you there literally is no remedy for that or anything they could give you they could just put you on oxygen and hope the oxygen supplement keeps you alive when you can't breathe yourself okay <laughs> so that's what fugu is you have to be trained to eat yeah you have to be a specialty trained. chef and the emperor can't eat it yes he can't eat it because of how dangerous it could potentially be so nonetheless i was excited to try it not because of the danger aspect even though i am a danger ninja it was simply <laughs> because i was like dude this is a japanese delicacy i want to have it we finally try it and you know what? After I ate it, Whoa. I gave myself an induced freak out thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I'm feeling all the things that they say you're supposed to feel if the neurotoxins in there and you're about to die. My lips were going numb. I started to get warm. Probably the warmth was me just panicking myself. Won't deny that. And then everyone was trying to calm me down, talk to me. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Don't talk to me. I need my own space. I'm about to die. And you know what? You weren't about to die. Well, okay. I didn't die. I'm still here. However, in the moment, I thought I was. And you know what? I let it alter my mood for the remainder of the evening because we had dinner that night. However, the next morning, I woke up refreshed knowing that I'm alive and well. And I didn't let that mishap ruin the rest of my trip in Japan. I think your freak out started before you even took a bite because when they brought it out, which by the way, fugu for being so dangerous, it's a very cheap death. It's $5. And it's all over the place. <laughs> yeah. It's all over the place. So Jamal and Brittany get the $5 fugu and then they put it out. You say that like, oh, $5, like they went cheap. That's the price. No, 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 no. I know, no. I know. I'm, I'm just clarifying. I'm cheap. clarifying. I'm just saying that it's cheap if you were to die. Like it, for such a delicacy, it's not like, even for me, I was expecting to see like 10 or 15 dollars on the menu so when i saw that it was actually five dollars for this fugu i was like damn that's cheap so anyways 
they put it out in front of Jamal and Brittany and Jamal immediately, like you see the sweat bead formulating upon his forehead. And that says a lot because when we were in that sauna in Arkansas Hot Springs National Park, you didn't even sweat. <laughs> yeah. our, more, we were covered it, you in know, beads it, of sweat. It, it took me a little bit to, of time to start sweating in there. I don't know what it is. You know, I, I, I maybe should see a doctor. I don't know if it's I'm unhealthy or what, but uh, it takes me a while in heat to literally sweat but once it comes <laughs> it's profuse however i started to get a little bead of sweat on my forehead out of nervousness like oh fuck i don't know if i'm ready to eat this fugu and then it lands on the table Brittany takes a bite wait, right wait, away wait, wait wait you even told Brittany, i think we may have to throw this five dollars away i did say that i was concerned and then you know what it came out Brittany just ate it and i'm like oh, Brittany ate it. I have to eat it too. And so I hadn't mentally prepped myself for it. Mm -hmm. And again, you want to hear the full story, listen to our Tokyo Japan episode. It's a classic one, even beyond this tale it's of really funny, a supposed actually. freak out. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, we talk about puss and tush on that one. If we <laughs> puss all and recall. tush, puss and tush. And if Get you want to know what tush. the reference is, again, go listen to it. But one more freak out maybe we'll talk about, unless the girls could think of other ones. I chipped my tooth in Europe. I was highly pissed about that. It was the most stupidest way. I bit a fork and I thought to myself, <laughs> like, man, it feels deep. I think my tooth is going to crumble. And yeah, I had a freak out. But again, want to reiterate, freak out in the moment. By noon, I was ready to go for the remainder of the trip. Don't let it spoil it. All my freak outs come around food. If you don't feed me or you try to feed me mushrooms, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined my Chicago-style pizza experience, Kim, because of your hate of mushrooms. You mean I made it better? No. I don't think so. <laughs> so tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, who the fuck eats mushrooms on a pizza? It's disgusting. We Everybody do. here but you. <laughs> <laughs> All we need to know is there were some nasty-ass mushrooms coming on this pizza. Everyone was being a hard-ass on the pizza, and Jamal is just the sweetest soul on earth. Thank you. <laughs> to offer to eat mushroomless pizza with the best of us. No, because I think they would only do half the pizza with mushrooms, half not. And so Jamal said, oh, Kim, you know what? Don't even worry about it. Like, we'll get half no mushrooms and I'll have no mushrooms with you, even though like the pizza was supposed to come. I like mean, it's made it's Chicago style pizza. It's made literally like a pie. And apparently they could only put the sides on half. They can't do it as quarters because we were planning on splitting it, which if you want me to be honest, I'm calling bullshit. You can put it's things on a quarter hard. of a pizza <laughs> and not necessarily on half. So anyway, Zayna and Brittany were real adamant. No, fuck it. I want mushrooms. And then it was like a whole debacle because it's like these are Chicago style pizzas. They're deep dish. They're really filling. Now it's a waste to order extra just because Kim's being picky and she was having a major, major freak out about it and giving everyone shit. You can see it in Kim's face. You know, when Kim actually has her freak outs, she really gets silent. She doesn't have that look. Scary. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have that look of disgust and that scoff that I give, but she has this one look that I really can't describe when you know it's like oh fuck kim's pissed <laughs> <laughs> she gave it to me and i don't think i necessarily helped because here's the thing okay so we're at a very very famous chicago pizza place what is it like lou malnati's, lou malnati's. super 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 famous and they've already told us that it's going to be 30 40 minute wait once we place the order and so we've been sitting there for about 10 minutes maybe even 20 deciding and no. we were already starving Marvin. it was 10 it was like and we weren't starving 20 no we i was starving. starving we weren't starving Zeta was starving. <laughs> Debatable. But anyways, so we're sitting there and in those 10, this is a popular place. In the 10 minutes that we've been sitting there, the restaurant has filled up to capacity. And so I guess this was brought to my attention that maybe I could have said this in a more softer way. It was meant with love. It was meant with awareness that, hey, they already said that it's going to be a 30 to 40 minute wait for the pizza and now it's filling up faster. So we probably want to put our order in. Otherwise, we're going to wait even longer. And Kim responded with that look. 
Not a single word. She like was looking at the menu. She looked up. She gave me that look. And then she looked back down at her menu. And I was like, whoa, I got the look. And although Kim said she wasn't hungry, she was. Because she ordered cheese curds before (laughs) the pizza. And I knew she was hungry. She was hangry. Point being, Jamal trooped it out, said, I won't have mushrooms on my deep dish. And we were good to go and place our order. But because of Kim's freak out we literally lost probably an hour that day of extra time in chicago Oh, whatever <laughs> i just want to point out that after that incident jamal and Brittany kind of got into a little bit of a freak out fight because jamal gave Brittany a piece of pizza and then as soon as he gave it to her he realized that there were no mushrooms on it so he was like oh Brittany, i gave you the piece without any mushrooms let me switch you so you can have the piece with mushrooms and Brittany's like no it's okay i'll eat this and jamal's like no i said i was gonna have the portion without any mushrooms and Brittany's like no it's fine i'll eat it without mushrooms and Jamal's like, no, give me the piece without the mushrooms. And then it became an argument for the slice without the mushrooms. Look at Kim's picky eating, ruining the whole day for everybody. All of this could have been avoided if we just did sans mushrooms. Or if we all got mushrooms (laughs) and everyone just ate it. So if anyone's wondering what we argue about on the road, these are our typical... uh, And Zaina's lack of understanding of a shower rotation. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa. I wouldn't even consider these arguments anyways, by the way. Zaina doesn't often check the visa requirements when we go into other countries. And that is another travel mishap. So we're moving on from freakouts and we're now going to not checking regulations when entering a country. And this is Zaina right here, not looking at visa requirements, not realizing that she needs U.S. dollars in Zimbabwe to buy her visa and has absolutely no money when we get to Zimbabwe for a visa. No, 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 no. I just want to say that this is in, where were we? We were still in South Africa and Kim was not with us on this trip. Otherwise, I think, Boo. I know Kim was so Major missed. Bummer. Yeah. So I think Kim and I would have looked out for each other. But in any case, I didn't have U.S. dollars on me because I had pulled out. Well, I didn't bring any U.S. dollars with me. And instead, I just, that's already a that's mistake. already a mistake. Yes, I get that. So I just <laughs> had the South African dollars. I forgot exactly. The Rand. The Rand. Yes. I only had the Rand on me. So this is several days before we're even leaving for Zimbabwe. I mean, we still have a stop in Eswatini where we're going to celebrate my birthday. So epic birthday, by the way. mm -hmm. So anyways, our tour guide mentions that we need U.S. dollars in order to get our visa in Zimbabwe. So I was like, oh, shit, I don't have any U.S. dollars. I was perfectly content with going to the ATM and taking out US dollars or going to the bank because he was saying that if you don't have US dollars, you will need it. You need to go here in order to get it. So I was fine with that. Except you would have have to drag the rest of us with you to go do that. Because we weren't going to be anywhere in town near an ATM for the rest of the day. Well, anyways, so Jamal and Brittany drove me to a freak out as they scoffed. I'm giving you a scoff now thinking about it. But you know what? We let you borrow the money and you learned that you need to bring American dollars no matter where you travel in the world. You know, this was on a guided tour. They give you a literal itinerary of what you're doing each day and the requirements of it. It was in there. Zaina chose not to read it. Another perfect example of her not coming prepared on a trip. I just have to say. I'm a different person when I travel by myself. I've traveled by myself plenty of times. I lived overseas by myself. Me and Zaina went to Cuba and we got along just fine without mom well, and dad. Well, when we Zaina did. has to do the research, she's fine. But when she relies on us to do it for her, sometimes things lack. And obviously bringing the money to get the visa into a country on one of your tour spots, that is a lacking thing. Did I read the itinerary? No. Did I assume that they'll let me know if there's anything important in there? Absolutely. (laughs) So uh, anyways, they let me borrow the money and I paid them back once we got home. But uh, yeah, so I guess the main point of that story is read the itinerary. But yeah, Kim is right. We did get along great in Cuba. I mean, we even ran out of dollars. They don't have ATMs in Cuba. So you have to bring as much cash as you need plus more to Cuba. Mm -hmm. And the night before we went out partying, we got drinks. Um, There was no food to buy because apparently you can only get it in restaurants. (laughs) So we partied. 
in a place where we had to forego our purses and phones. They took us to a back place, partied back there, and then we walked home and then we pooled our US dollars together in order to get a cab ride to the airport. They dropped us off at the wrong terminal and then we had to find even more money deep in our pockets because we were running so low to get another taxi to the correct terminal. And then we found out that we had to pay in the Cuban Cooks to check the baggage. And we were like, oh shit. I forgot exactly how we managed, but uh, money came out of thin air. Zainan currency it issues. Works out. It works out. It worked out. That's yeah. the fun of travel. <laughs> you figure it out. I'm telling you, you will always figure it out. You just got to go with the flow and be a positive and, uh, person. Yeah. And I just want to say again, you know, the whole theme of this is travel mishaps. And that's a mishap. They're going to happen. You just can't let it affect your trip. Even if it affects your trip in that moment, don't let it linger and affect the remainder and duration of your trip. You just got to persevere, move past, and move on. So a hop, jump, and a skip to the next one on the list. Lucky number seven. Yes. Number seven is not purchasing travel insurance. In the days of COVID, this is crucial now. So you always should. And again, a lot of the Booking sites, Expedia, even airlines are being more lenient with their refunds, returns, postponements, but you should still look into getting the travel insurance. I think we should also specify that there's two types of travel insurance and we're referencing one. So one, of course, would be for your health. That takes care of that. That's not what we're talking about. We always get that. Always, always, always. So the travel insurance that we're talking about is for the trip cancellation. And, and trip protection. Exactly. Yeah. So at the beginning of January 2020, we did go to Lebanon. But as soon as we bought our ticket in, I think it was October or November, the country started their revolution. Long story. but Mass anti-government protest. Long story for another time. But point being civil unrest. Exactly. And so it immediately broke out after we bought our ticket. And so when it came time in January, we were debating on whether or not we could go just because of the safety. And there were riots that were taking place every single day in different portions of the city. ATMs were smashed. Graffiti was everywhere. There was looting in the downtown area. And we were like, oh, shit, what should we do? But we didn't have any type of insurance. So we were like, well, let's just go. But we were concerned because there was also road closures. So we thought like, shit, once we get there, are we even going to be able to do anything? But we went. The way you described it is semi-accurate. However, we were still able to have a really good time. They were confined to certain areas. But what you see in the news versus when you're there, I don't want to say it's like different. But again, there's over-exaggerations or if not over-exaggerations, not the full story of what's happening. It wasn't happening everywhere, only in certain parts. But some other people might have taken that and said to themselves, you know what, I don't want to go and again, have that trip protection cancellation. I don't want to say this was a full-blown travel mishap in a sense in that way, but for somebody, it could have altered their trip and then they could have been out a lot of money. Same situation referencing back about Brittany and I's trip to Hong Kong and not purchasing that insurance. Same thing. So I'm a believer now in trip cancellation protection insurance. <laughs> Another travel mishap, number eight, is not doing enough research and thinking you only need a certain number of days in a place, but you get there and realize you could have done a lot more there and wish you had more time. Or oppositely, you have too much and you realize I could have done it in less time. Absolutely. A good point on that one because... We're talking here more about not having enough in one spot, but I could think about one specific Denver? location. No, not Denver. <laughs> I was going to say one spot where Brittany and I spent the night and it was way too much time. Where? Hilo, Hawaii. And let me tell you something. They have a cool waterfall there, but other than two. that, two, one's better than the other. So that's why I really say one. <laughs> however, <laughs> about the other one. however, it's a big city on Big Island, Hawaii, and you think you need the time and then you're there and realize that's really it. Everything else in Hilo is really residential, not touristy, not really all that cool. Don't want to throw shade on Hilo, but I am. So that's something on that end and not realizing that. However, going back to what we were originally saying, though, about not doing your research and not having enough time. Let me say something. Hot Springs, Arkansas. I think we've mentioned this before, someplace that we weren't expecting it to be terrible. We just didn't realize how freaking awesome it was going to be and how much more time we really would want to spend there. I mean, we mentioned it on so many podcasts, how underrated Hot Springs, Arkansas was. We really weren't expecting that much. And it was just such an amazing time. 
And in such a small town, too. And that's mm-hmm. why we thought, like, okay, we don't need much time. And then you're there and just like, oh, man, I could spend more time here. Yeah. I mean, like, the entire city is pretty much the national park. It's I amazing. Loved it. Yeah. I can't wait to go back someday. Exactly. But the reason why I initially said that, like, or maybe you didn't do enough research and you realize you can do it in less time, because that also happened to me for Zagreb, Croatia. Now, Zagreb is the capital for Croatia. And I was just passing through Europe on my way to Lebanon. And uh, I think I like had booked on the hostel three nights because I thought, oh, this will be great. And then after roaming around the city that day and I get back to my hostel, hostel I'm talking to the girl at the front and I was like there really isn't that much to do and she's like oh yeah you really don't need more than a day in Zagreb like you want to spend more time in split Croatia and um, Dubrovnik Dubrovnik thanks I was trying to think of it I knew it started with a D and so I told her well I'm going there but I just I booked more time here because I thought like I would need more time in Zagreb and she's like oh no if you write us a five-star review on hostelworld.com I'll go ahead and refund you back for like two nights if you want to like leave tomorrow and I was like oh my God, absolutely. So I worked that out with her. And then that way I was able to spend more time in Split and Dubrovnik. When Brittany and I were in Croatia, we went on a guided tour. Granted, it went through the whole Dalmatian coast, Croatia, Albania, Slovenia, etc. And it bypassed Zagreb, probably for the same reason that you're talking about right now. They're like, oh, no, we're just going to Dubrovnik and Split. Those are the tourist areas. Now, I do think Zagreb was really, really nice, and I do think it's worth seeing, but it doesn't need that much time. And I was there on Easter Sunday, and everything was closed. Even worse. Like, I'm like legit, when I found a McDonald's and I discovered that it was open, I bowed down to the yellow arches because nothing, <laughs> nothing was open. <laughs> Leading us right into number nine, huge, huge, huge travel mishap. <laughs> being cheap. I think we can all admit that we've been there at one point or another, maybe once or multiple times. And let me tell you something, going cheap on a trip is a fucking terrible and stupid idea. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I sell, uh, who went with Kim and I to Cuba. I just always remember because when I lived in Lebanon and I would be like cheap at that time, cause this is years, years ago, she would always shake me on my shoulders sometimes literally, sometimes not. And just be like, Zaina, I mean, like you're here to experience this. Like how many times are you going to come back? Obviously in Lebanon, like I'm Lebanese, I'm going to go back plenty of times. But for her, she wasn't. She's like, how many times are we going to be here? How many times are we going to experience it? Don't be cheap. We have to do this. Otherwise, you'll never be able to do it again. It's like when Brittany convinced you to get titty coffee when we were (laughs) going to Mount Rainier. (laughs) I don't regret that. Titty- oh. <laughs> I was like, what was titty coffee? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was so expensive. And Brittany looks at me and she's like, well, it's a part of the experience. And as soon as she said that, mindset has changed over the years. As soon as she reminded me that this is the experience, I was like, oh, okay, I'll take a vanilla latte, please. Well, the coffee from the barista <laughs> in lingerie isn't really too much of missing out on an experience like the other ones that we're going to be talking about. Specifically, Xochimilco when we were in Mexico City. And, <laughs> That's Africa level. Well, Africa level regret for you, <laughs> squad level regret for all of us. So Xochimilco is a very famous spot in Mexico City where you can ride in little canals and rivers on boats that are all flamboyantly colored and decked out. And then while you're on the boats and riding through the canals, there's other boats doing the same thing. There's vendors on there selling tacos, selling roasted corn, selling beer, beer, cerveza. Yeah, anything you could want. And you know what there also is? There's boats going around with mariachi bands. And you can (laughs) call those mariachi bands onto your boat and they will play mariachi for you. We didn't even call the mariachi. They We were passing one and the guy jumped onto our boat and he's like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll play a song for you. We'll play a song for you. And we were all too cheap to do that. And that is a big regret. <laughs> and let me tell you something. You can hear this and think, oh my God, how stupid. They were trying to charge $5 for a song. And Why like, the hell didn't we do it? And we were like, I know. I, you know, I, I look back and I'm just like, what? well, okay. Jamal says $5 but they said a hundred pesos so you have to do the conversion because right. they and 20 pesos 20 pesos pretty boats, much about a dollar boats and, were passing each other and we had to think quick but you know what i said this before when we were talking about this in the mexico city episode and maybe another one too it's one of those things where you think oh this is mexico 
things are cheaper than they really are. And certain things are, but obviously not when it comes to human talent and skill, such as the mariachi band itself. So I felt like, oh, $5 for one song, like we're really getting shafted here. But I mean, there were six of us on the boat, so it was less than a dollar <laughs> per person, but yet we still thought. So that is a big regret. Don't go cheap on something like that. But there's been other instances too. Absolutely. Kim, you have a big regret. I think anyone that anyone that's into fashion and style, when you don't buy something and you think about it for a long time after, that is a big regret. And I think things that you want to buy on trips fall into that category. They're massive regrets. If, if you wanted to buy something and there was one, there's been many times that I can remember these necklaces in Cusco that I was like, oh, I'll come back to it and I'll get it. But we never went back and I never got it. And I'm here before you four and a half years later, still thinking about it. What about Africa? Africa is just one I didn't go on the trip and that is a huge regret. So that's a travel mishap in itself is saying no to a trip that you could have made happen. And being cheap because I think you thought it was too expensive and I'm not going to sit here and say it wasn't expensive. It was, but in hindsight, in terms of the value that would have gotten out of it, it was fairly cheap. Well, and I know the it's value doesn't take away from the cost of something. A cost is a cost regardless of if it's worth it. But yes, it was expensive. I wasn't being cheap. I was being budget conscious. Sure, I used I, <laughs> I used a bad word, I guess, but, by calling you that. I didn't mean it. But that I could way. have made it work in hindsight if I would have just made the decision to do so. I but, mean, in all fairness, it was over five thousand dollars per person for that trip. No, absolutely, it's not a cheap trip. It's not you know a day trip or anything, but. I could have made it work if I really wanted to. And that is my Africa regret. Jamal also has a regret in Africa as well. I know. I was going to say funny thing. You mentioned that about fashion and style, Kim, because I don't think I have a fantastic sense of fashion, but I don't think it's dull either. However, when we were in Africa, my friend Josh came, his girlfriend bought him a specific button up shirt when we were in East Watini, Swaziland. And... I don't know how to describe it other than, you know, it just kind of has those African patterns, colors, and flares to it. And it looked really good on Josh. And I said, oh, man, I should probably get one for myself, too. I think I could pull it off. Probably could. And Brittany's like, oh, yeah, I definitely think you could. And when Brittany says I can, I believe it because she's very firm at telling me when something doesn't look good on me. So I believed it. Uh-oh. And then I was in, I ended up getting cheap and I was like, no, nah, like I don't really want to spend 20 bucks on like the button up. Like it's cool, but when am I really going to wear it? And now I really regret the fact that I don't have it. It was such a sick shirt on Josh. It screamed Africa, but like in a good way, you know what I mean? And I regret not having it now. So that was me being cheap. Brittany, do you have any regrets? No. Every time that Jamal and I go on vacation, I say, Jamal, fuck it. We're on vacation. And we go balls to the wall. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned this on the Belize episode. I can't remember. But Nicole and I did the ATM cave tour, which is where the Mayans used to take people to sacrifice others. And I remember Nicole and I didn't realize that you didn't need as much time there. (laughs) And so we still had another day. And so as we're walking around, some guy came to us and was letting us know you should do the ATM cave tour. And I remember thinking to myself, like, if we do this, I'm going to have to take money out of the ATM and I have just enough in order to get back if we don't do anything. So Nicole and I talked about it and we decided that we did want to do it. And it was $75, which is so funny because like when you really think about it, it's so cheap. And um, it was one of the most amazing experiences that I've ever had. So I'm so glad that I did it. And I didn't let that cheapness stop me because I was really pissed that I was going to have to take money out of the ATM. which is so stupid when you think back on it. Well, I want to move on off of this so we could get to the next one. But that also reminds me too, weren't you when we were in Africa not really wanting to do the line walk encounter because it was $100 and you thought to yourself, that's too expensive. I don't want to spend... Yeah, so even more than I remember it being, right? And so you didn't want to do it and then you did it and you were happy about it. So it goes both ways in the sense that you can be cheap and regret out on it and then something can be expensive and then you do it and realize, yeah, I'm so glad I didn't go cheap. So point being, when you're on vacation, obviously people do have a budget, but if there's something that's really a splurge and you want to make it happen, make it happen because when you come back, the experience and the memory is going to be well worth the price later. That is for sure. Mm -hmm. So moving on to number 10 here, we're going to talk about, I guess, in a sense, this is also still being cheap, but in a completely different way, travel mishap. Don't bring shitty three ounce bottles that have your liquids leak out on you when it's in your luggage. It's on the show notes here. Somebody probably had this happen to them. I'm waiting to see who jumps in and talks about it. 
I've had it. I know Zayna has too. I'm sure a lot of people have. And it's not that they're shitty bottles. It's just that like if you don't pack them right or your bag is so full, you squish it and things get opened or things pop open mid-flight and you don't have it in a plastic bag like you're supposed to and it gets all over your clothes and they're wet and they're greasy and they're lotiony and they smell like a vape pen because it broke in your luggage and <laughs> you didn't pack it right. No one else, just me. Okay. Um, yeah, that happens. <laughs> I feel pa- you. Properly. <laughs> yeah, because like you buy stuff and the, like you're buying stuff for everyday use. So it's not like it's in three ounces. It's going to be bigger than three ounces. So then when you're going on the trip, you have to just take it out and put it into a three ounce bottle. And sometimes like you just can't help it. The bottle sucks, even if it's not necessarily cheap, but it still leaks. And so like when you like basically what Kim said, you just got to pack it right in order to avoid getting all that liquid and gunk and shit all over everything. I mean, certain things will leak for sure. However, even though they are reusable containers, some are still better than others in that sense where you could help probably mitigate it. But sometimes, you know, even if it's checked and it's liquid, it could explode in the airplane under pressure. So things do happen in that sense where your internals on the inside of your luggage get ruined based on the liquids that you have packed. Mm -hmm. Something I know all about too that can be a travel mishap is taking too many pictures Number or 11. not taking enough pictures. Oh yeah. I get so caught up in the moment sometimes. And I think back and I'm like, damn it. I'm glad you said that Kim, because my first thought is, and again, hate to harp on Africa that you missed out on. But when we were in Africa, I took a lot of photos when we were on safari. Enough for me to feel like I was there. Yes. <laughs> I took them for you really, Kim, is really what it was. And I enjoy still looking at them. They were great. However, I wish at some point, though, I really just sat back and admired the moment more and what I was seeing. And I'm not sitting here saying that I didn't do that because I did. I was able to admire, enjoy. But sometimes you get too caught up in the moment of getting that perfect photo that you just don't really accept the moment that you're in and enjoy it fully. And I'm thinking one thing in particular, when we were at the elephant herd and they were crossing the road, I snapped so many pictures of the 50 elephants all lined up. And I just really wish after the first couple elephants, I watched the rest of them (laughs) instead of taking all those photos. Good point. Make sure you're actually present in the trip and not behind the camera. But how many times have we come back from a trip and we're like, hey, does anyone have a picture of this or that? And everyone's like, Mm -hmm. no, we don't have a picture. Damn it. Wish we had the picture of this. I know. And it goes to being mindful, too. So it's both ways. Don't take too many that you're not in the moment. But if there's something... I guess maybe don't get too caught up in the moment that you don't have it if you want it later for a specific reason. And sometimes when you go on a trip, like the first few days, you're like, oh, I got to take a picture of this and that and this and that. And so you take so many pictures. But by the end of your trip, you're like, I don't care if I get a picture in front of this. Photo burnt out. And that's probably how we Photo burnout. Yeah. That's a real thing. Yeah. And you're like, fuck it. I've you- gotten like 100 pictures. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want another damn picture of this thing. Now, another thing about photos, too, is if you're trying to get a certain photo or video. I know when we were in Dubai for the water park, we brought the GoPro. Jamal brought it. But we didn't look up the rules for GoPros. There's a bunch of rules for GoPros, things on sticks like selfie sticks and drones. So always look that up. But we didn't look them up. So we didn't know that it had to be on a bracelet on your wrist. Otherwise, you weren't allowed to have it out. Or like as a necklace, like on yes. you, like on your chest. And therefore, we got through a couple times, but then we got busted and we weren't able to get the videos of us going down the water slides that we were really looking forward to having. We got a few. They're just not as good because I kind of had to hide it. So, you know, they're They're not as good in that sense. Yeah, they're great. (laughs) (laughs) They just, we could have had more if we would have been prepared. Absolutely. And a special mention to also asking the wrong person to take a group shot who ends up sucking at taking a group shot. I think in your favorite episode, Zaina, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. If we're referencing back to Kings Canyon and Sequoia, we talk all about photo etiquette. And I can't tell you how many times we take a photo and you're standing behind something grand and great. And the idiots just take a photo of you and don't even get what the fuck you're standing my in front most of. Recent, and it's like, what are you, crazy? Like, I'm here taking a photo experience. for this. I was at Salem, Massachusetts. Halloween week and we were in front of the famous witch house where they had literal witches that were hanged back in the day. Took a photo for somebody, got the whole house in the background, stood back, kneeled down, took sideways, long ways. 
beautiful shots of the whole picture. Hand the camera over to get ours. The bitch like cuts off half the fucking house and just us. And I'm like, I don't even look at it. I'm like, what a damn shame. And it's a long line to just get your picture in the first place too. You know, that was her travel mishap. And it was mine for trusting someone. You know, you got to really look. You got to see, does somebody care about their photos? Like eavesdrop a little. Are they talking about the shot they're going to get? Like really scope out who you asked to take your picture. Sometimes you have to like actually get in their spot and be like, okay, this is the angle I want. Take it with this, this, and That's this. That's true. Show them the whole shot you want, then go stand in it. Yes. Ooh, anyway. bonus. Wipe your camera down with a disinfectant wipe before you hand it over. More likely someone to say, yes, I'll take your picture. That's true. Especially now in the times of COVID. These are the times. These are the times, guys. I think another thing, totally off topic from photos, but street food. Lots of places have lots of crazy things to eat. You two are really crazy. And I think when you're in a country, one of the biggest mishaps or regrets you could have is not trying something that the country's known for that you really wanted to try. Well, that's why I had the fugu. fugu. (laughs) I was going to say, that's why I had the fugu. And even though I had a freak out, I don't regret that I had it. I actually feel like I would regret the fact, be like, oh, I didn't have it when I was there, even though my experience with it was complete shit. (laughs) I would say I'm probably the most adventurous eater out of the four of us. You took it out of my mouth. I was about to say, shout out to Brittany. She's the first one to put it in her mouth. <laughs> Love Always to put it in my open mouth. wide. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> no, really. Like when we were in Japan and we're passing like octopus on a stick, Brittany's the first Stuffed one. with a quail egg. Yep. She's like, I'll do it. You know, she's the first person. Quail egg. I'll do it. Embryo. What was that? Is that the quail egg? Gross. Yeah. Brittany's eaten an embryo before out of an egg. She's like, I'll do it. Like, That's the bullet in the Philippines. Brittany is the first person to say yes. I, I will totally own it. I am the last person to say yes on specific things. I think you and Kim kind of like tie for that. Well, I am adventurous. I do believe that I am an adventurous, but like... You know what you like, I guess. Kim's just a picky yeah. eater. Yeah. I mean, you know what? <laughs> I'm just Kim kidding. Was the like first mushrooms. One. Kim's the f- yeah, she's very picky about mushrooms, but she was the first one to put the kibbinei, which is raw meat, in uh-huh. her mouth in That's Lebanon. right. But Kim never turns down an opportunity to put meat in her mouth. <laughs> Especially when it's raw. <laughs> and has girth. Or Italian sausage. Italian beef. <laughs> Italian beef. <laughs> but you know what? Be adventurous. Try the street food. The street food says a lot about a culture and you might try something that you really like while you're there. I had a memory pop up on my Snapchat the other day from my trip to Thailand where my friends are chomping on barbecued scorpions and I have the video like zooming in on their mouth, crunching all the pieces. <laughs> Great experience. <laughs> See, I, don't, I don't know if I would do it. I mean, like it just, uh, you know what? I lied. If money was on the line, I would do it. Last but certainly not least, number 13 here, the biggest mistake and travel mishap that you can make is thinking you don't have the time or money to travel and go on that trip that you want to do. Absolutely. I can, I mean, Africa, hello. I was going to say, Kim can attest to that. We've mentioned it already with Africa, but just in general for people, we get this question all the time. How do you have the time, the opportunity to do it? And a lot of times we take rush trips on the weekend. And yes, you may think to yourself, oh, I want to spend more time there. We already talked about that to an extent on one of the other things. But if we want to go, we go, we make it happen in a weekend or a longer trip. We budget for it. And I get that sometimes the time and means is difficult. But if you want to make something happen, not necessarily so many times over that you travel a lot, a lot, a lot, but want to do something, you absolutely can if you prioritize it. So I think that's a big mistake and misconception. You know, we all have the same amount of time in the day from like Bill Gates, Beyonce to the Travel Squad. So it really is a matter of, and I'm not saying that you can do everything in one day, but it really comes down to what do you prioritize? Because I promise you the things that you do prioritize, you're going to get done. And the things that you don't, you don't. So instead of saying, I don't have the time, try saying it's not a priority for me and see how things change. I love how you put us in the echelon of Beyonce and Bill Gates Mm -hmm. in that comparison. (laughs) We're just like them. We got the same amount of time, man. They don't have any more than us. So we're not going to have a questions of the week this week. I know I'm really sad about it. But since this episode was inspired by people's questions, when their trips have been canceled, we've gotten some DMs on Instagram about how they could salvage their trip. So we wanted to do this episode based on questions. So we'll spare you the segment that I love most. But thank you guys so much for tuning in to us this week. We really appreciate it. Keep the adventures going with us. We'd love to see who our listeners are. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube, Travel Squad Podcast. 
and send us in your questions. We'll use them in the next episode. And if you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please make sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. Please subscribe, rate and review our podcast and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Woo, can't wait. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Bye guys.